1: And I, I was kind of shocked because you, you'd you actually heard this before, right?
0: I have heard this, yes.
1: <laughs> it, it's no...
0: But I'm much more in the corporate world than you right,
1: are. Right, exactly. I've always kind of, you know, just strolled to the beat of my own drum here. But uh, psychological safety. And I was like, right away I thought to myself, I'm like, oh God, here we are with more of the coddling,
0: and right? It, it and, I'm talking about, and
1: I'm talking about psychological safety at work. I'm sure this could be relevant in other places in life as well, right?
0: I think you predominantly hear it, though, as a term in the office. Sure, sure. In the office or workplace.
1: And it is a belief that you won't be punished or humiliated for speaking up with ideas, questions, concerns, or mistakes. At work, it's a shared expectation held by members of a team that teammates will not embarrass, reject, or punish them for sharing ideas, taking risks, or soliciting feedback
0: it's a great i think it's a great concept as a person who works in a very collaborative environment
1: okay explain ex- here's what i'm going to ask you before i get you, you know i always have the i i have the opposing i, I can play devil's advocate
0: okay pretty well right
1: and i and i'm not saying that i don't want people to feel safe right and i don't want to ridicule or make fun or mock anybody mm-hmm. but i've there's some concerns as far as, you know, just the way this whole thing is kind of played out and this.
0: I'm dying to hear okay, them because I can't.
1: Well, well, well just yeah, I'm first gonna... of all, explain to me what you believe the benefits are. And I'm pretty sure I have a pretty good idea. But, you know, what what would be the benefits of psychological safety at work?
0: Well, it's, it's like you're part of the team and your voice is being heard. Right. And you feel like your contributions matter. You're able to feel comfortable and you have that trust with your teammates Sure, that you can share your input. And that doesn't mean that whatever you say is going to be the way it goes right? or that whatever you say is the best idea or correct, but it's that you are able as an individual to feel safe and in a trustworthy environment to share that idea. Or if you make a mistake, this psychological safety creates a really good environment for growth and learning because if you make a mistake, you're not trying to cover it up and blame somebody else. You're owning it. Which
1: happens all the
0: time. Happens the all workplace. the time. Yeah. But if if you do truly have that psychological safety and you mess something up and you are able to own it and learn from it, that's a huge opportunity for growth. Right. Regardless of if you've worked there for five minutes or 15 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're humans and we, and we make mistakes. So I feel like those two things are the most important. And then there's the conflict piece where like healthy conflict is important and I hate it. And I'm actually in a training right now with a lot of focus on healthy conflict. And it makes me very uncomfortable to even role play conflict.
1: Is that with your uh, leadership group that you have? No,
0: it's a different leadership an internal leadership training. Oh really? At
1: at your business? At work. Yeah. Yeah. they,
0: They bring in a,
1: trainer how do i not get to set in can i call ryan i want to set in on that one
0: (laughs) but it's a lot of it is like building trust and working through a healthy conflict and it's it's a lot of this psychological safety piece where you develop enough trust with your teammates did they
1: bring this up at work this psychological safety we haven't used
0: that term but a lot of the um beliefs from psychological safety are a huge part of this training that that i'm in so i'm familiar with the concept. Um, and I, I just see a lot of benefits, but there's always, it's not perfect ever. Right. And you're always going to have the people that don't play by the rules.
1: Sure. Or, Mo- I, yeah, you'll, I mean, it's corporate, you America, know, like,
0: oh, this is our philosophy and we are a psychologically safe place and you can share your ideas and you can have healthy conflict, but then there's always the people that go rogue that the conflict isn't healthy. Right. And they hit below the belt, sure. or they do make fun of your ideas, or you do feel like, you know, so it's not perfect. But I think the concept um, is a, a big step ahead in the corporate world.
1: The psychological safety. Yes. Right? I think in an idealistic environment,
0: well, I think I, just I even, so, even having the conversation and making it something that's on the radar of leadership is a big step in the right direction.
1: right? I, I think you should strive for that, mm-hmm. right? But I don't, you know, in all of my years working for corporate entities, I, re- I don't know if I ever encountered a spot like that where everybody, where there was this big collaborative kumbaya session.
0: Well, I don't think you're ever going to get
1: that. That's what I'm saying. But
0: I think that if that's kind of the culture that you're trying to create... That helps What? what if because you, you're going to get some of it and right. that's a big improvement over none.
1: So uh, just let me set the stage. that You're in a company meeting, right? Let's say you're having a brainstorming session. I'm, I, I've been in countless. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yep. So you're you're in that environment and somebody comes up with perhaps the dumbest idea you've ever heard in your life and through life experience and work-life experience... You know that it's going to fail, and not only fail, but fail miserably and embarrass you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you handle that?
0: <laughs> um, I, this is training. I'm giving you some training, I, right? I here. know you are, but the, this is an actual thing that happened. So I'm like, I'm laughing because I was in this meeting with you, right? When this idea came up, right. And it and, wasn't uh, what was What
1: was my what was my reaction? That's the
0: stupidest idea I've ever heard. Yeah, I did say that.
1: I did say that. Yeah.
0: Um. But part. Th- okay. So this is kind of another uh, aspect of psychological safety. Well, well what's and,
1: the, well, I, I was, the question? I had was what's the correct way to handle it?
0: Well, I, I'm going to get to that, okay. but I want to talk about. Um, this is kind of as the idea giver, understanding that feedback that you receive about your idea. Is not personal. So say. Good luck with that. So, well, it's that's part of like the, the personal growth part. Well, but, but how much? Listen, I'm one of
1: the few people that can have those kinds of candid conversations. I like to be in a room with matter of fact guys. Yeah, I like and that. I, and I, I like that conversation, but what you're describing is not a matter of fact well, conversation. Well, I don't think
0: you need to be like rude. I mean, yeah, I'm not or, saying.
1: I I didn't say that. I just said, I don't want to beat around the bushes. Yeah. And I'm if somebody comes up with a dumb idea, I'm going to be like that, that no.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So that is not psychological safety. Okay. Well, well, I mean, I know, but it was, it it was so dumb. It was terrible. It was, I mean, I was just like, this is, I think you're the delivery in the constructive criticism or the feedback, which I think is the, the more current term is feedback versus constructive criticism. I think the delivery of it is important.
1: So me saying- That's the that's stupidest the idea stupidest I've ever <laughs> heard. idea I've ever heard was not the correct response. That would
0: probably be a no. Okay. But I think you don't have to just agree either. Right. And that's one of the things that is pointed out a lot in the psychological safety realm is it isn't just nod and make everybody feel good. It's where someone says a, an idea that you think is dumb and you say, it, and you offer some feedback and points and, and right. ask a lot of questions. But
1: here, here is the issue I have with, that, with this specific situation. And this is, you know, well, this was towards the beginning of the end. But it was, anyways, it was a long time yeah, ago. it was a while back. But I, uh, the, 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 the reason I have an issue with that, psychological safety in that environment, was the same individual, I, every time this individual came up with a dumb idea, I thought I would always think she can't get any worse than this. And she would come back the following week or month with an even dumber idea. Mm-hmm. And, it, and because nobody said anything ever, and, and, it, and sometimes these ideas would leave the walls of the conference room and they shouldn't because it was embarrassing, I just finally had enough and I had to say, because that was the only way I was gonna get that message across.
0: Right. And, and in that example, and not even just that specific example to get a little more like macro, like zoom out a little bit, it's that atmosphere was not psychologically safe. Well, no,
1: for, no it wasn't. It was, there a, was, I
0: mean, it was either just smile and nod or blow up. Like there was no in between. There was no constructive dialogue on an idea or constructive dialogue you wanna, on you, anything. You
1: want to know why? There was a point where there was nobody sitting across the table that could, that could engage an intelligent conference, engage in an intelligent conversation. Yeah. It, was, it was, it was over. And
0: there's probably people that feel like they're in a situation like that. And I'm like, where that, that, they're like, my, no, my office is not psychologically safe. And it's because nobody can engage in any kind of a productive conversation, whether it's good or bad, it's Kind of where the apathy comes in, so, which is bad too. When it
1: when it comes, so basically, if you just keep the 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 daycare mindset, right? With every oh, great idea. No, 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 what, no. What?
0: No, it's not okay. That. Okay, that's that's I I get what you're saying, but that's not it. Right. It's it's creating an environment where people feel like they're being treated like adults. Right. Well, I like and that. And I can say yeah. like we we actually had it we had a team meeting the other day and we were working on this this project and I said, "You know, what if we did blah blah blah?" And the other two members of the team that I'm on both looked at me and they were like, "We're not going to do that." And I was like, "Okay." Because I knew that I was respected. Yeah. And that it wasn't a personal attack against me. Right. It was a. It was an idea that came to my head. I felt safe, so I said it out loud, and they were like, "No," and I was like, "Okay." I, I think so. It's creating an environment where people feel like they can share their ideas, even if they're dumb. Right. And then don't you, feel it, personally attacked if the group says, oh, "No, it's a bad idea."
1: To me, the the key to this is right, and I understand that, and 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 that's where that is a, a fault of mine. Is because I enjoy that kind of conversation. You know that, like, the best consultant I ever worked with was a matter-of-fact guy. Mm-hmm. He, he, that's what I liked about him. He was not, there was no cutting corners. It was, why are you doing that? Don't do it anymore. It was that type of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And, and we, and we developed a mutual respect for each other to where we could talk to each other like that. And meetings lasted about 10 or 15 minutes (laughs) and they were, they were super constructive.
0: They were. That's
1: Dave Sturgeon, what best general manager i ever worked for was a matter of fact guy. I find that the best guys in business are matter uh, that, that just get, let's get to the point.
0: Yeah, and I think you can be matter-of-fact and still be kind. Yeah, well, yeah, too, yeah. Dave was very kind. Yeah, he was. Like, he never made you feel stupid for asking a question or...
1: No, but he lit some people off <laughs> that he
0: didn't. Well, that's yeah. a different...
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, he was... If you could have an intelligent conversation with him, right? right? I think the key is, going my back to my point, here's the key to this, I think. Don't invite those people to the meetings.
0: Well, there's definitely something to that.
1: Well, I mean, that's seriously, that's where it goes because, I mean, they might have their place, but it's not in a a think tank because they shouldn't be thinking because they're not good at it. And
0: that really comes down to, as a leader, knowing your people's strengths and putting them in situations where they're going to thrive. Yeah. So if, if you're a leader and you're looking at your team and you're like, I need some really creative ideas. And you know that there are people that that is not their strength. Don't waste their time. I, you know, it, don't it, waste their time. Right. Don't have them in the meeting. Let them do what they're good at and bring people in who are going to thrive in that environment. Right. Here, and you're going to get better
1: ideas. <laughs> See, anybody who's listening who well, probably think, God, I'll bet that guy was impossible to work with. Mm-hmm. That's what they're thinking. But <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I went through an almost 30-year career in radio and was never fired or laid off once. Every time there was a corporate buyout and the, and the ax men came, I always made the cut the, Now you've, that is almost unheard of in that business.
0: Just to put it in perspective for people that aren't and have never been in broadcast. They tell you like your first or second week of broadcast college yeah. school you're not really in radio until you get fired at least once, right? Like it's that common. Yeah,
1: or or, or just get you don't make or the, your
0: position gets cut. Yeah, or There's there's the downsizing formats, or yeah. whatever. Like I was. Yeah, uh, my sure. position was eliminated for my first job, so I cannot say the same as you.
1: Yeah, well, I most people can. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that when the when it came down to the brass tax conversation. Most of the time, the general sales manager and the GM knew that it would that I was not. They didn't have to play around with me, mm-hmm. right? And it was all about making money, right? That's what you. That's what you're here for, right? Yes, but that's that. That's exactly what you're hiring right. for. And I'm not right? disagreeing with that. I'm
0: just saying i I think that back to our original point, I don't think that the psychological safety that. I'm talking about is the same as what you're thinking.
1: Here's what I'm saying. I would love to work in an environment with this psychological safety. I like the idea. I can see where that would be productive. But you have to have the right individuals in the room. And I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people that can relate to what I'm saying. You you, you get into the room and if there's a dozen people in there, right?
0: Six of them shouldn't be. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then Everybody's after everybody else's job. Yes. That, that, well, that's what it's like in broadcast. Well, I can that, tell that's, you that's a cutthroat business, right? But it was to me when I when I when I was started to read about this, I'm like, oh, that sounds great. That's that's wonderful. Where does that actually surface? Mm-hmm. And you know what? And I'm not saying that it doesn't, because I'd be willing to bet that more often than not, you would go to a more a smaller family-owned business. And I'm telling you, I'm having met, and I mean I have met a ton of guys in the corporate game and then these smaller family-owned businesses, they're usually the ones who understand the environment that you need to get a company to thrive.
0: That's a really interesting point because I would agree. It's an interesting point because I would agree. Right. <laughs> but it's like coming from a job in a huge corporate corporation.
1: Yeah. Where we were. Our last one was gigantic. Um,
0: And it wasn't a bad company.
1: No, it wasn't. But the disconnect. The
0: further away you got from the corporate office, the less connected you felt. And you just, you felt kind of dusted under the rug. And so the leadership wasn't strong. And then everything under that kind of falls apart. Right. So the, company that I work for now is locally owned. Yeah,
1: family owned business. And the owners are
0: in the office every single day. Like I talk to them every single day. Completely different atmosphere.
1: Not to say that you don't have conflict and issues, but- Oh yeah, no, it's
0: not not like all rainbows and and unicorns. But but but, I
1: guarantee you there's no disconnect like there is when you've got a corporate office that's 1,500 miles away. Yes,
0: so it would be interesting people who are listening- Who have experience in either or both, like to hear your experience. Like, if you work for a big corporation versus a smaller company or business, right? Kind of what has your experience been? Because it really does. It comes down to leadership and culture. And if you don't have strong leadership who care about creating a good culture, the psychological safety piece is not going to ever fit into the puzzle.
1: The best management always finds the best people and lets them do their job. Yes. That's, that's what you need to do. And then you need to step in or get involved when you need to. Mm -hmm. But all the best GMs I worked for was like, they would come into a building. They would, I mean, and this happens. I'm not saying this in a derogatory manner, but usually when a new GM would take over, there'd be some personnel changes, mm-hmm. right? It just happens, right? So they can bring in their own people. And the smart ones, rather than getting involved in micromanaging, would hire really good people so they could basically stand Take back, their hands off the wheel. Exactly, yeah. and just let the numbers go, yep. right? And that's how you do it, yeah. right? Rather than micromanaging. I mean, that to me is what kills everything.
0: 100%.
1: There's not even a question. But this, this... Was it psychological safety? Yes. That's what they call it. I thought the term sounds great, and then I read the definition, and I was like, oh, that sounds great. Then I tried to put it in to practical application, mm-hmm. and I was like, you're never going to get, in corporate America today, good luck getting all of those people on that same page.
0: Well, again, it's leadership first, then culture, then psychological safety. You can't just... Roll out a plan, like, "Hey guys, it's safe to have healthy conflict, yeah. and it's oh, it's safe for you to say your ideas." Like, it it will not work. Like, right. you have to build the trust and build the foundation that that is the type of workplace you are, or it won't work. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that I I had to learn because I did keep i i i, just, I kept it zipped for many 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 years, but towards the end there. <laughs> when I just couldn't take it. Anymore. And and here's the reason for that. The best people were leaving. Yes. And when, and, and if you're in an environment like that, where you see all the good people leaving, start planning your exit. You want to know why? Because you're going to, you are headed for some misery. Yeah,
0: if you don't own the company. Yeah. Or, you, you know, <laughs> and you can leave. Yeah. If everybody good is leaving,
1: that's. Then you know. Yeah. Yep. If the skate artists. That's you ever, you ever heard that term? Skate artists are guys that and, and women that just glide around the halls of a building and they never really do anything, but they just glide down the halls. They and, do enough
0: and, and they, to keep their job. but no they more visit.
1: They visit the right offices and the right people and say the right things. But in reality, they're not doing anything. Yeah. Skate artists are bad for business. They're really bad because the good employees wind up leaving and you're left with a cancer in the clubhouse is mm-hmm. what it is. Because most of them, the, their, their peers recognize what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? I hated, I just, those kinds of guys drove me crazy. Yeah, and they're, in, and they're in every building. There is, it, again, everything I ever needed to know I learned in the Marine Corps, <laughs> they told me this, wherever you go in life, there's always going to be that 10%. If you have 10 people, there's one there. That's going to be a cancer in the clubhouse. Oh yeah. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. You'll always have that one guy. He'll be there. Yeah. So just be ready for him.
0: And that's where things like psych- psychological safety get tricky.
1: Well, yeah. Cause they'll get in a meeting, right. start running their mouth.
0: Right. And, right? and at, you're, you're trying to create this culture where everyone feels safe and there's healthy conflict and there's trust and all these things. And then you get the one guy that's like, you're stupid. <laughs> And that doesn't, right. it just, it doesn't, right. it doesn't work. It's,
1: you know, it, it's funny because, it, you know what, I'm glad, I, I'm i glad I can speak candidly about this because I'm no longer in a corporate environment. And it's, it's one of the things I really love about self-employment is being able to call the shots.
0: Yeah. How do you get along with your coworkers Be, now?
1: I love them. They're, they're, they're all brilliant <laughs> <laughs> and they, they all live inside my head. Right. What about me? <laughs> and I'm like well you know during am the, i the am i the one during, percent during the day when i'm sitting here though right seriously and i, I started thinking about ideas and i go for my 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 daily uh therapy sessions i don't lay down on a couch i lay down on a bench yes on, on a bench at yes. jb fitness and brett and i just kind of have these conversations <laughs> right and are like and, and i work through things well, I'm lifting that's weights. Important. I know it is. It's important to
0: have an outlet. That's for sure. I was just teasing about the no. co-worker thing. Well, I mean. I know I'm brilliant.
1: You and I. But the thing about it is you and I were always in. It was funny because together, together, you and I were in studio because we did the show together, right? And and every once a week they had this <laughs> this meeting and we called it, I want to quit my job meeting. Because that's what it made you want to do. Was
0: a, it was a once a week so, staff meeting. And I still, for some reason, get a calendar request <laughs> every week on Tuesday at 9.15 that the staff meeting is happening. And every time I get it, I laugh.
1: Oh, my God. It's like, oh, the
0: quit your job meeting. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and, and by the way, I haven't worked there in a year. It, I don't know why I still get it.
1: It, was, it wasn't the guys in programming, which was all the on air guys, right? The guys that were actually, that, that you would hear and the guys that were the face of the organization never, because we always discussed everything before the meetings. Mm-hmm. It was, the, you know, the rest of the yahoos. And I think the demise came when through attrition, all of the promotions people, a big chunk of the sales staff, the front office, all of them just started to disappear. Yeah. And then all the different day parts in programming, you know, and it's just, so as it began to shrink, it it became more hostile Mm -hmm. and it and it wasn't and and I see and it's not just radio I see that the the biggest mistake a lot of companies make is believing that something will come along that will be a catalyst for them to move people out and work with less and some of them have taken it to the point where their customer service the ideas, oh, yeah. all of it is suffering. And you right? can tell. Yes.
0: You can tell when, it, when it's happening. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah,
1: you can see it. So not every business thinks like that, by the way. I, that's why I always say, and I'm, through experience, you know, for almost 30 years, the guys and the women that I have mm-hmm. met, that a lot of them that start from scratch or they have smaller family-owned businesses are some of the best business minds i've ever come across because mm-hmm. they get it all they know you want to know why because they're not out of touch
0: yeah right? and especially if they're involved on the daily work right i mean you really see it like right like when you go to jp fitness and you see john and kelly in there right every I time know. you go in I know. they own the gym and they're always in there they're actively involved in their business and he's
1: in the meetings yeah. On a weekly, I know. yeah, I mean, I they're, know. they're
0: actively involved in their business. And that you, is and a you great example. And you go into Heat Salon yeah. and you see Nicole either behind the front desk or in the back room in the office. Like she's involved and knows what's happening in her business every day. And those businesses thrive. They, they are run better and you can see it and feel it when you're a customer.
1: And I've seen businesses like that flourish because of people like that. And then they get old enough to retire and they hand it over with nepotism to somebody. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's a big thing now. It's a it's a huge topic. It's trending. If oh, yeah, you follow nepo it. Babies. Yeah, it is. And then some idiot, right, who's been never had to deal with any of this or never struggled or ran the grind yeah. screws the whole thing up. Yeah. I've seen that so many times. Yeah, so many times.
0: It's interesting. I mean, just like corporate America, it is. whether you're a small business or a giant corporation is the
1: reason I bring this is psychological, funny, like
0: there's so many,
1: right. The reason I brought this nuances. up when, when it came up, the reason I bring this up is this psychological safety and that mindset and feeling safe. And I know that this is the reason a lot of young people are shying away from some of the bigger corporate gigs Mm -hmm. and they look at these Gen Z guys and they're like, well, they're crazy or they're lazy and they They don't don't want to work. work. No. And I I disagree with that. I do. I disagree with that. I, and I find a lot of them are looking for a better, you're going to hear this a lot, work-life balance. Mm -hmm. That is the thing they're looking for. And if you're, and if you want to recruit the best and get the best, you're going to have to negotiate with these guys.
0: That is going to be a really interesting evolution and it's happening already.
1: It is. I know it is. As
0: the as Gen Z comes of age or comes out of college and is starting to enter the workforce on a full-time basis, we are starting to, yeah. to see that and it's going to be an interesting evolution to see where companies are willing to bend. And I mean, I think it's big, big metro yeah. companies are bending a little bit more quickly and and that's going to be to the detriment of rural and small urban areas that aren't because you're going to, you're going to chase your talent away.
1: Here's what happened. I mean, and you can see this and I've heard guys a lot smarter than I am. Tell me of this. They said, because of how small the world has become because of the internet, right? Uh, You're connected with everything now, guys. And a lot of, a lot of people work with people overseas. It's a global society. So now having, because of that, Americans, especially the, the younger generation is understands how I'm going to use Europe as an example, uh-huh. how they work over there and how they live and how they negotiate their, their work-life balance. Right. And they're seeing that and they like it uh-huh. and they want that for themselves. And they, and they're, they look at the success stories over there. Right. Oh, yeah. And so is what happened, they figured this out was The nine to five Monday through Friday grind and then all the additional overtime and all the extra work you were doing was not about a great work ethic. It was about a guy further up the ladder making more money and doing it on your back. Mm -hmm. That's what it is, right? And
0: the nine to five, the 40 hour work week was just a thing that was created by Henry Ford in what year? The 40s?
1: I'm all about, here's what I, here's the great thing about this country. You can work really hard, and you can work a lot of hours if you want to start from the ground up, and you can build something great. If you want to grind like that, yes. you, and anything is possible. But that should not be <laughs> the norm for people that don't want to live like that.
0: Yeah, agree.
1: It's just, that's, I mean... The it, people in Europe think we're crazy.
0: And it's it's Gen Z that, that are asking, like, well, why do we do it this way? I know. Way? I know. And what if we didn't do it this way? And I'm going to it's like there's yeah. it's not in it's not some like overarching law that that you have to do it this way.
1: The more I you know, it was funny because we always had younger people that were like interns or or new to the game, work entry level jobs when we were in broadcast and I always enjoyed talking to them and spending time with them because uh they it was always this new take on everything mm-hmm. and you constantly watched it the generations overlap and then one take over against cuz I remember when millennials were the butt of every joke out there. Oh yeah. It was just like they're so lazy; uh, they don't want to work.
0: And now we're the greatest generation.
1: Well, I think it's some of the, of bu- our time. the business owners <laughs> here in town—I can think of two that I just see on a regular basis at the gym. John, obviously, yeah. with JB Fitness, and Marissa Brostrom at Grave Clothing. She grinds, right? She yeah. gets oh, yeah. it. She gets it, right? So and I, they're both millennials. Very, yeah, young. I would younger say, yeah, yeah, they're younger yeah. millennials. And I think uh, there's two examples. I'm like, so you can't lump everybody into this. Nobody wants to get anything done, no. right?
0: Of Course not.
1: So, but yeah. I,
0: it's, it's fun to see Gen Z ask the question like, why, right. why are we doing it this way? And why can't we do it a different way? Different yeah, day? I think
1: there's, there, because it's
0: just something that they've sold us for so long that, and no one's questioned you'll, it. You'll,
1: you'll see the success stories start to develop with Gen mm-hmm. Z. They're doing things their way, right? I like it. it. It's, it's their, it, listen, it's going to be their world whether you want it to be or not, right? I mean, they're going to take I mean, over. They're, they're,
0: well, they're going to, they're going to turn 40 someday. It, it, in in a
1: decade, they're going to be a major chunk yeah. of the the workforce. Think about how fast 10 years goes.
0: Absolutely. You not blink.
1: It's so, like and a generation gap today is not even a fraction of that. I mean, I'm not even I, I, 5 years. Listen, I yeah, really. I was five. I was having this conversation with Brett cuz I my, my my trainer is 21 years old.
0: Just Super- turned yeah, super,
1: super fit, nice, just great guy. Good, great work ethic, passionate about what he does. And I said, you know, I'm, I, that's my intrigue with Gen Z is just spending time with him because he's the first crack I've really had at this because when I left radio, I was like, I lost contact with all these young people that were yeah. in and out, moving around the halls and stuff. So, and then I, I, I'm intrigued by their thought pattern and and what his goals and his life ambitions are Mm -hmm. and what's important to him and how he views relationships and how long he wants to be single i i grill him all the time right and i said well you know what he he wants to come in and talk about it because he's he's i mean he's a he's great with conversation Mm -hmm. some i'm gonna have him in here sometime and not talk about so much gym stuff and i said you know what though to level the conversation out i need a female's perspective you know a, a gen z as well and i brought up somebody who was like 26 and he's like dude
0: she's like 100 she's old. <laughs> she's old and i was like what i'm
1: like do you know, nah. do, do so you know how so old we are i'm right, like right? five years <laughs> five years ahead of you I mean, make but but then again it's all pers- perspective right
0: sure absolutely I mean, like,
1: to him it's like i was in junior high when she was a senior yeah so he's still in that kind of mindset <laughs> But I, I got the I got a kick out of that. I was like, "Wait, she's not that old." He was like, "Oh my 26. god, twenty six! She's ancient. <laughs> <laughs> she's ancient." And
0: of course, we look at that like, "Oh, almost like I'm twice." I'm like,
1: "I'm twice her age." <laughs> what am I? Deceased? Am I headed for the urn? <laughs> am I? Oh, god, unbelievable. But anyways, it's an interesting topic of conversation because I think that a lot of older guys. And I'm a, I'm kind of an a, an example of I'm giving you that example of that matter of fact stuff mm-hmm. that I think a lot of younger people don't like that type of an environment, mm-hmm. and they're looking more for this type of uh, psychologically safe atmosphere, right? When you when, that's what it is, right? That's yeah, why they call it psychological safety.
0: It's the culture. It's the trust. It's you know, there's a lot of elements that play into it that build. Up I wonder. To psychological I wonder, safety. Do
1: I sound like I'm jaded because of bad experience?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, you do, and yeah. I'm not. And I, it's because not a negative. Cu- th- it's not a negative thing business. against you at all. That's right. just been your experience. You haven't. And you know, I only know the time that you and I worked together, which was like for 12 years, right? So I only know that experience, but you haven't had since then a good experience. In the workplace where there was strong leadership and well, when we started
1: that we had. it, Yeah. But now. after that, yeah, was, it, it, that was for like
0: three months. And it
1: wasn't, by the way, to be fair, it wasn't just us. It was the, the industry in general beca- yeah, it was- beca- because it's on life support right now. Absolutely. It's, it's not even a thing anymore.
0: So yes, you sound jaded, but that has been your experience. <laughs> so that right. is your truth and it, that's okay. And I
1: love to have conversation and I like to tell people the truth and I always yeah. have. And that's what, I mean, that was what the best advice I got from that consultant. He said, when you go in there every morning and you pot that fader up, which is the, the volume, he said, when, when, when you, when you slide that up, tell them the truth. Cause that's what they want to hear, mm-hmm. right? They don't want. You to sugarcoat anything they don't want made up stories, and if you lie to them, they're going to figure you out, mm-hmm. so just tell them the truth that's what they want and He was right, great advice
0: it was great advice but i took it I
1: took it to the next level in the company meetings, and I was like, I'm just going to tell everybody the truth. The majority of you people have horrible ideas, and it's time to
0: get out of here and if I wouldn't have left radio and gone to the company that I work for, I probably would sound jaded too, Yeah, but now I work for a company that-, that You do,
1: you have good people. And
0: it really, they really put um, an emphasis on You're, training and it's not perfect, but now, they're trying. The
1: funny thing is your boss, Jamie, when I met her for the first time at the uh, Raw Fusion, which is this fashion fundraiser thing that they do here uh, it, locally anyways, and they raise a ton of money. For, yeah, it's, for, it's
0: a very cool event. Yeah,
1: and it's and it's it's all edgy
0: and yeah. dark and loud. And. and it's a fun
1: night. The, but anyways, we were on that. What the hell were we doing there? We were judging. Oh, we were going to be a judge. We, ju- yeah. we were
0: judging the fashion show, and she came in and did an interview on a radio show. Well,
1: it wasn't that. It was when I sat down in the meeting with her, because we, we, she, we were, she invited us down to talk about this is how it's going to go. Yep. And I remember leaving that meeting going, we need more people like that.
0: I just told her that yesterday. I was because like the world needs more of you.
1: She's so organized <laughs> yeah. and so on top of it and she's smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right and I'm like it's so true. And I'm like I just if I could hand pick, right? People, man, that's the key, but it takes life experience mm-hmm. to figure out what you need, right? So mm-hmm. it's like that's just one example of, and that why I that that's why I can understand that you've been in a much better environment now. Much better and I've where, learned so
0: much and I've been empowered to Yeah learn more and be in the right place. Well, when you're
1: surrounded with, you know, good people like that, it's it's fun to collaborate.
0: It really is. And it's a completely different experience.
1: Versus somebody that...
0: (laughs) Wants to have a hoedown.
1: Oh, God. I, you know... (laughs) I I have to tell this story quick because people are going to be wondering. This is just one example, by the way. There was many of them. But uh, there was somebody that suggested... Because we were doing country at the time.
0: Country radio music, music. And with
1: radio... You, 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 you wouldn't get hung up on a format, right? You just, you follow the money, right? So, I mean, that, so everybody thinks, oh, God, you did country. You love country. There were some of the country artists I, I really did like oh yeah, and too. enjoy. But there's not a, anymore. But there is a, a, an abundance of really bad stuff out there. And it just continued to get worse. But anyways, she decided that we were going to, we're looking, brainstorming events, right? That we should have. And I quote, I'm, I kid you not. We should have a hoedown. I was like, is it, is it, where's, where's he haw? Is Roy Clark gonna come bouncing out of the closet? Is it 1965? I was like, that's the dumbest. That's when I said that.
0: I uh, know. I was like, that's I, I the stupidest
1: there. thing I've ever heard in my life. And everybody was like, uh? I was like, no. And is what scared me is it made it on the wall. Like they had these big post-its. Like, yeah. That, you know, you, when you get in the company, okay, we're brainstorming, we'll just write things down. It made it on the wall. When when I, when I saw it up there, I was like, this is it. Yeah, the, the, that was pretty bad. Not only is the ship sinking, it is on fire. <laughs> and I am getting off, <laughs> right? And I was like, it was, oh. <gasps> so that's the example. And that was the struggles that I've... So, you know, I'm sure that there are people that can relate to that.
0: I'm sure there are. Right?
1: And it's just like, so that's why. And again, not every environment I was in was like that, but I... Just to give perspective to this whole thing, this Uh psychological safety, I was like, that was one moment where it's like my safety was getting off the ship before it sinks. Jump. Yeah. Find the life raft. Get off. Abortion. Oh my God. Uh, But (gasps) you know what? It's funny. I bring up these, the best businesses are locally owned. I believe that smaller, locally owned companies. And you could do just as well. A great example of that is Ryan's Plumbing and Heating. Rich Ryan. And Holly, by the way, will answer the phone up there. But if you're looking for a job and you want a job in the trades, perhaps you already have a skill, electrician, plumbing. uh, uh, If you do HVAC, things like that, always looking for guys because – they're hard to find now, right?
0: They're hard to find. And I know the the local community colleges and even the high schools are making a, b- a big push, push. Yeah, for students that uh, that seems like a great career path for them. Sure. And they're, they're good jobs. Yep. They're stable jobs. They're high paying jobs.
1: No student debt. Vir- yes. virt- virtually none. And you will have job placement with great pay right out of the gate.
0: Yes. I and mean it, working for... Yes. A guy like Rich and a company like Ryan's, I mean, they are so great to work with.
1: If you're interested and you have a skilled trade like that, call, Holly will be the one that answers the phone up there. She's like, delightful. I've known her for years. We do all kind—we do her, all the ads and stuff for them together. But the link is on our website. If you go to georgeandjess.com, Ryan's Plumbing and Heating, thank God for... Uh, Derek, by the way, one, Derek,
0: of, their, one of their plumbers. Shout we, out.
1: We just did a, a remodel on our master bathroom, and he saved us a big headache.
0: That's one of those moments. We were talking about gratitude on yesterday's episode. Yeah. Every morning when I go in the bathroom to get ready, our our newly renovated facelift bathroom, I'm like... Oh, so grateful that we did this. Right. And I have this spa bathroom with the big counter and the I'm big sink.
1: On, I'm big on gratitude. I'm telling, I think that that's one of the things more people need to embrace is when you have those days, when you're thinking, God, everything
0: sucks. Yeah.
1: Start think because everybody has good things in their life. Start thinking about those and concentrate on that.
0: I have an example of kindness. Can I tell this story before yes, we go? Yes, So we were, we, we've talked about this a lot, like, you know, small acts of kindness, and they kind of create that ripple effect. So we had birthday mass for Clara first at her school, and I ordered Chipotle at like 11 o'clock that day, because I knew I wasn't going to get back to work until two, and I wasn't going to have time to eat. Yeah. So I ordered Chipotle, and when you order on the app, DoorDash brings it. So I order, and it's not coming, and it's not coming, and it's not coming. I get a text from the DoorDash guy, and he's like, "Hey, they lost your order. Can you send me a screenshot of it? I'll t- I'll I'll figure it out." I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I send him a screenshot of my order, and he's like, "Sorry, this is taking a really long time." And I'm like, "No big deal. Like, it's not his fault, yeah, right?" Right. So then it doesn't end up coming before I leave to go to mass. So he texts me and he goes, um, where should I leave it? And I said, I had to go just leave it at the front desk. And he goes, I'm really sorry again. I apologize. And I go, Hey, it's not your fault. Yeah. And he, he replied to my text and I was like, Oh my God, this is one of those examples of like kindness matters. And it can go a long way. Even when you like don't realize it, he says, I appreciate your understanding. I actually really appreciated a bunch. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy probably gets yelled at all day long, Right, delivering people's burritos that are too lazy or too busy to drive to (laughs) Chipotle and get them themselves, me. Right. And then you know what? The order was wrong. It wasn't my order. Oh. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not right. going to like, What? it's not this guy's fault. Right. It's been sitting on my desk for 45 minutes. I it's have. Fine.
1: Right. And you know what, though? You probably made the guy's day. Right.
0: And then I'm like, what right. if that small act of kindness of me just not being a jerk.
1: And inspires him to do something yes, nice. Yes. That's the
0: ripple effect. It was, it's beautiful.
1: I say this. Kindness is free. Give that shit away. Yes. Seriously. I mean, that's honestly, I ho- I hope that's advice that everybody takes. I should have said that in the meeting instead of "That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my life." Yeah, well,
0: that's a very <laughs> we all specific have, example. We
1: all have those moments. I wasn't like that all the time, but this was.
0: <laughs> it uh, was a hoedown. Th-
1: yeah, this was. Uh, Come on, and this was kind of an arch nemesis for you and I in the in the building, anyway. So I was just like, whatever. <laughs> but, anyways, on it's that funny on that note,
0: are you guys taking over tomorrow?
1: Yeah, well, they, we had to. We were supposed to the, today. Yeah, but last minute meeting came up. We know how this stuff goes. Absolutely. And I wanted all the guys together, so we rescheduled, and we're going to hopefully have it tomorrow morning for you.
0: I was teasing bread at the gym. I'm like, "You trying to take my job?" And he goes, "I'm the co-host now." <laughs>
1: <Gosh>. <laughs> I like, I, yeah, I love good it. Good luck. <laughs> the, the, uh, one more, God, people are going to be like, "Stop!" But one more story. I was talking to your trainer. Uh, Chris, because he was helping me out, him and Brett both, because I have a shoulder issue. Uh-huh. My left shoulder, I have separated multiple times in my life, so I've had some struggles with it as I've increased weight. And they were ha- giving me some some counseling mm-hmm. and, and and some, some
0: counseling. <laughs> well, they,
1: they were literally okay. Well, they were asking me questions, and then both of them, we went over and they were work. They were showing me things I could uh-huh. do, right? And then uh, Chris was telling me about how you're you're aspiring to do what they call a pistol squat, right? A one
0: legged squat
1: which is basically you stick your legs straight out
0: Yep. and
1: you see like gymnasts just yeah. do this right like all the time. Right. And then just to be able to squat down on one leg with your other leg straight out. Right. Yep. And pop right back push up push yourself back up. And I was like, God, those are super hard. And Chris is like, yeah, I guess we just popped one off right. There. <laughs> while we're standing. Like, yes.
0: yes. Get just, out of here. I mean, it was like
1: nothing for him.
0: I was like, oh, God. it takes. So, so now we started doing them with an assist. So I'm, I'm on the floor and just yeah. have like a <laughs> resistance band, and I got stuck a couple times. Oh sure, and I was yeah. like, I can't kick it
1: right. up. Oh my god, it was so, As soon as he did it, I was like, I did that. That you did that ridiculously easy. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to. I, I mean, it's like that's not fair.
0: Uh,
1: but on that note, again, I guess we can leave with this psychological safety. I I suppose if you can find an environment where that's there, take the job. Hundred percent. Right? And uh, on the flip side of that, the way we wrapped up here with your story, kindness is free. Yes. Remember that. Give it away. All right. Hopefully, I'll be back tomorrow morning, this time with the guys.